Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of Did We Just Become Best Friends? Is this episode four already? It's the time flies. We've been doing this for a month? That's a month's worth of becoming best friends. Wow, and it's still like I almost don't even know you. I hardly know each other at all. That's crazy. Wild. What did we watch this week? We watched Grizzly Man at your suggestion. Hell yeah. A documentary about about a man living in the Alaskan wilderness with some grizzly bears. That's exactly right. Our first documentary on the viewing on the movie club. That's correct. Oh yeah, my name's Reese, by the way. And I'm Brandon. And we don't know each other. Not very well, but we're working on it. We're doing our best, getting there as fast as we can. Through the power of cinema. Wow. It's a powerful thing. It really is. You know, this movie was quite powerful, but I'm sure we'll get into that. We'll get into that soon enough. Reese, how are you? How was your week? Any different? Or are you still stuck in a time loop hell? No, you know, I had a, I had a pretty good week. Today's going well. I've got a, a margarita here. You might hear the clinking ice. I don't know. Oh, I hear it. No, this was a good week. I, I did. I went climbing outside two times because it's been beautiful, so that was nice. Wow. I got my first COVID shot on Tuesday. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to being fully vaccinated in another two weeks, I guess. It's happening. It's happening quick. I'm seeing it all over the place. Yeah, I, it was really weird. Um, I am like, or I was eligible. Like I was in the group 1A or whatever it was called, but it was really hard to find an appointment anywhere mm. to get a shot. Um, and so I was at work on Monday and this woman calls and, you know, at the, the rock climbing gym that I work at, we have some youth programs that I'm involved with. So I work with kids sometimes. And so she called and was like, hey, I'm having a tough time getting these appointments filled. Um, I've like run out of teachers to give them to. So I thought I've got two for tomorrow if you guys want them. And I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. So I got to go to Heinz Field where the Steelers play and get stabbed in the arm. And uh, I did not have an allergic reaction to it. So it was a pretty big win. Well, finally, something cool happening where the Steelers play. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're, you're not a Steelers fan, I take it? I, I'm not for any teams from Pennsylvania. Oh, but are you Personally. are you actively against them? Is that what I'm sensing here? Yes. Mm. <laughs> wow, who do you... Okay, so I'll be totally honest with you. I don't really watch sports. I'm not a... Oh, yeah, me either. Okay, all right. So then that that settles that then. But yeah, I guess really if, I, if I... Yeah, if I have to be a fan, I guess I'm probably a Titans fan more than a Steelers fan, but okay. I don't really care. It means it means literally nothing to me. So. Yeah, it has no effect on my emotions in any way. Oh, good. All right. Cool. All right, we're going to get along just fine. <laughs> How was your week? What have you been up to? It was good. Um, it was Jersey's birthday yesterday. Yeah, I didn't. So. I forgot to text her yesterday, so I texted her this morning <laughs> i heard yeah she was very upset i'm a that. bad friend uh no she didn't care yeah i mean i wouldn't have known if you hadn't <laughs> have told me last week anyway so well there you go yeah. uh we went out we did some hiking nice where'd y'all go uh we went up to lake tahoe Ooh, beautiful the nicest area around where we are we hiked around a little lake called spooner lake that's a state park nice and it was still frozen really wow yeah. is it is the elevation wow. pretty high up there not super high there are ski resorts that go higher up i think the lake's at about seven thousand. okay i could be wrong don't quote me on that i won't it's higher than where 
we're staying, which is Reno, which is about a mile up. Okay, wow. What else? We got, just today we went and we got, like, nice hiking boots because we're planning to do, like, a backpacking trip before we end up getting our COVID shots. Yeah, that sounds very exciting. I'm sure it'll be a while for us because we're not in any group. Yeah. We're just the, hey, healthy people who are under 55. Although they're saying that by, like, May 1st, everyone Mm -hmm. should have an appointment at least. So it's coming up pretty quick. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're trying to go into northern california for a backpacking trip oh my gosh that'll be late april probably that sounds incredible y'all are gonna have so much fun yeah have you ever done any backpacking before i've never done any backpack camping i've never gone hiking long enough that i had to stop and sleep before i could keep hiking right yeah we've only done a handful of i've only only done like one day trips like i've never i've never been backpacking for a weekend or or three days Mm -hmm. or anything we've always just like Hiked out somewhere, camped, and then hiked back. And that's always really fun. Nice. But, yeah, a nice little backpacking trip would be lovely. Yeah, it's going to it's be a lot of fun. Are you going to go up to the Alaskan wilderness for a few months? Is that the plan? Oh, maybe someday. Go to <laughs> Kodiak Island. Hell yeah. See what the bears are about. Yeah, see what, uh... Oh, damn, I can't remember any of their names now. There was Sergeant something. Uh, Sar- Sergeant Brown? Sergeant Brown, yeah. That's the one that, who shit himself. <laughs> which is it's hilarious yeah same as sergeant brown and he, we laughed about that yeah, a lot it's funny because it's funny because poop's funny poop is funny <laughs> and the fact that his name was sergeant brown is just like it comes it's full circle it's funny because it's like it seems like a name he'd get after shitting himself in a fight but yeah. it's not he got it before that right he really lived up to his expectations there yeah yeah wow okay well this is a good good segue into grizzly man i guess hell yeah give me your uh, give me your initial yeah yeah give me your initial thoughts yeah, I'll start with mine. What a crazy story. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know what to say about Timothy Treadwell. Was he a prolific conservationist? Or was he just a crazy guy who wanted to become a bear? I don't have the answers to that. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the middle there. Like, I think um, I think his intentions were very pure. You know, he was trying his best. Mm-hmm. But his logic and reasoning and his actions did not quite <laughs> fulfill what I think he was really going for there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is a sad story. I mean, his his death aside, like, uh, spoiler alert, he does not he live does not with the grizzly the bears end. for very long. Well, I mean, I guess he does live with it's them a for long a long time. Yeah, he, he... 13 summers. Yeah, I think that's a streak of some sort. But yeah, I mean, that's that's sad. He and his girlfriend didn't make it, and that's ter- terrible. But also, I, I think the the saddest part is that his actions resulted in the death of a bear. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's obviously tragic. not what he wanted. But I don't, there was that one guy who was really, really mean. And he was like, oh, he got what was coming. Like, he got what he deserved. And yeah, with his big walrus mustache, he was just like, <laughs> Timothy Treadwell should be dead. And I'm glad he is. Right? And, like, that was you little... know, on one hand, yeah, that was a lot. That was extreme. What did he say? He was uh, Sam Egley or something. And uh, yeah, what an asshole that guy was. But I, I do understand the sentiment. Had he not been doing that, nothing would have happened. You know, you wouldn't have two dead people and one dead animal, you know. And so on that sense, yeah, like it's kind of um, it was a blunder and he did more harm than good. But it's clear that he was just incredibly passionate about it and didn't know what else to do with his life. I mean, honestly, though, 
it's a really inspiring story for me, not because I want to go live amongst the grizzly bears, but like, you know, he had that whole lifestyle of just going and living in the middle of nowhere for a few months at a time is uh, is really inspiring. And like he made it happen. He did it. And he was poor. And ah man, I don't know. It's really it's really cool. And the story is just so well told by our boy Werner. But yeah, it's tragic. It's uh, really, really sad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's also part of the tragedy of it is that he made it through his 13th summer. Yeah, he was... All the way to the end. Yep, like the last day. And he got to the day. airport, got into a fight, and was like, you know what? I'm going back to the wilderness. And by then, all the bears had that he knew had moved on, and there were strange bears that he'd never met there. And he didn't have that rapport with them, and they... Well, one of them munched him up. Yeah. I just love how the whole movie starts. Like, that very first clip that you see is him in that field with, with their, like, two or three bears behind him. And he's talking about how, like, one mistake and I'm dead. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I mess up and it's, it's you know, I'm gone. And uh, I think it's just such a an amazing way to start the story. Like, you know that he's not going to make it out right away. But... Mm-hmm. It still hurts really bad. Like I think I think that whole sequence of scenes where you've got you've got the coroner talking about the tape and then you've Can got we just talk about that coroner for a second. Yeah. That guy was wild. He really is. I mean He's just like, Man, they that bear ate him and they were screaming and I heard her screaming and then I heard her stop screaming, which I think we all know what that means. Yeah, that dude has seen some shit, you know? But he's managed to have so much energy about it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this guy was camera ready. Well, that's the thing. I, I want to know what like the behind-the-scenes aspect of this movie is because all mm-hmm. of the interviews um, with his friends and family in the, in the corner, they all feel almost scripted. You know, like they're, they feel performed, especially like the, the first guy he interviews who's like his actor friend. Um, mm-hmm. that one and the coroner especially feel very, very much like a performance. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Herzog made them tell the same story like over and over and over again so that they like mm. got the beats down. Cause like there are no jump cuts really. I think maybe a few times there are, but there's a it, couple in the coroner's description of the yeah. deaths. But it's, it's really interesting how. Yeah, it feels narrative in that sense in how he interviews those people. Um, and it adds, like, a, a whole different element to the movie. Yeah, it's really interesting. But, yeah, that whole sequence with the coroner, and then you've got you've got the reaction of his friend watching Werner listen to his death tape. And that's, that's horrifying. And then the, the next scene after that is are those two bears fighting. And so, like... Those three scenes together, you just, you like completely understand what those people went through when they were being mauled by a bear because you mm-hmm. see like their brute force and the power that they exert. And it's, it's one of the more horrifying sequences in a documentary I've ever seen or even just a movie in general. Like those, mm-hmm. those three scenes are traumatizing. Uh, on the element of how scripted, uh, the, people talking about their experiences are jersey and i thought it was incredibly weird and funny uh when the i don't know if it was the coroner but when i think it must have been the coroner was giving the watch to his friend 
we were just like, this so, this feels so weird. It's super and, like, awkward. They've done it like, I don't know, however many times, and it's like they're not actors, so there's a ceiling on how good and natural you can get it to feel. Yeah, like there's like after he gives her the watch, there's a second where the coroner is like sitting there like just looking straight ahead and he kind of like mm-hmm. side eyes the camera as the camera pushes forward. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the whole thing has a has a very scripted nature to it, but I don't mm-hmm. think that it is. I think that probably, you know, they just I don't know. When you I've I've done some documentaries before and sometimes people are just really uncomfortable in front of a camera. So it wouldn't yeah, surprise me if if they did several takes just to sort of like ease everyone into it. But you know, then you've got stuff like that scene where his friend is watching Werner listen to the tape and like you know they didn't do that more than once. Like mm-hmm. that's what they got. But yeah, like I mean, what? Probably 75% of the movie is just the footage that Timothy Treadwell shot and it's incredible. I I love that part where Werner's talking about how he respects him as a filmmaker so much. And he says something like, you know, your biggest studio film is never going to capture something like this. And it's showing, you know, him befriending the foxes that live around his tent. And like that kind of stuff is just so fascinating. And really, it is incredible that he he went out there and got that footage and, you know, his whole thing of, like, you know, he would come back to the States and take it around to schools and, like, educate kids about it. Yeah, I mean, the dude was really inspiring. He was just obviously very troubled. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, he was coming from a good place in that he just wanted to help. But I kind of agree with the uh, Native American guy at the museum. I don't know if he was Inuit or some other Alaskan tribe. But when he was like, you have to respect the bears, and by being around them so much, you're doing more harm than good by getting them used to humans. Now, if a hunter comes through, they're not going to be afraid of it. They're not going to run. Yeah, they kept saying that he he crossed the unspoken boundary between man and bear. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, sure, you you can befriend a fox. You know, like foxes have been domesticated in the past, or, like, I guess they still are sometimes. And, like, that's weird, and maybe you shouldn't do it, but mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen, you know? But a grizzly bear? Like, are you kidding me? Like, there are those... There's a dude who I, I can't remember where he lives, but he lives in this cabin in the middle of the woods, and he feeds all of these black bears that just, like, come up <laughs> to his house, and there will be, like do- like, a dozen of them or something. And... You know, that's one thing. He's just, like, yeah. kind of messing with the natural order of, of things. But, like, he's not going up and touching the bear's nose and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting in their face. Like, I don't know. That dude's got balls. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine doing that. Have you Have you ever seen a grizzly bear? No. I, like, in a zoo or anything? Not that I remember. They're big. I have been to a zoo, but I know yeah. they're big. Oh, my God. I've so, seen I've a... seen... Go ahead. I was going to say, I've seen, after this movie, I looked up uh, grizzly scale to show Jersey, Mm -hmm. like how big black bears, grizzly bears, and polar bears are compared to each other. And it's like, grizzlies are massive. Polar bears are enormous. They're 10 feet from, like, snout to foot if they stand up. Yeah, they're just scrawny little babies. Big babies. But yeah, so, yeah, I've seen, the Memphis Zoo has some grizzlies, and those are really cool. 
Um, but when we, we were on a road trip, we went to some national parks and we saw, we went to like Grand Teton and saw a grizzly bear. We saw two grizzly bears in Glacier National Park. And, you know, both times, thank God, we were in our car and saw them on the side <laughs> of the road. Like, if I were on a trail and saw a grizzly bear, I would I would shit my pants, you know? I would, die. I would die. You'd sl- be Sergeant Brown. I'd, I'd Sergeant Brown myself, for sure. <laughs> I have seen black bears in the woods, and they're less scary. But They're not scary. They're kind of, it's like, oh, neat. Yeah, they're adorable. They're, they're about human size. And I'm certain... They're not going to kill me. Or at least I'm pretty certain they're not going to kill me. But you don't know with Black bears. Avoid black bears, but they're pretty (laughs) much just giant raccoons. Yeah, just don't mess with their babies and you should be fine. And you'll be fine. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that dude... That dude was brave. Stupid, maybe. But still, it's like, it's... It's a beautiful movie. Like, the landscape is amazing. Like, I don't blame him. I would, you know... I, I think the first time... I'm trying to remember the first time I watched this movie... But it really sparked something in me, like, oh, damn, I need to go to Alaska. More so than, you know, like, Into the Wild is pretty Mm. inspirational for people. That Mm. movie didn't do it for me. This movie did. This movie was, like, one of those where I was like, all right, I got to get outside. I got to go live my life. Not quite like he did, but I got to find something. Mm -hmm. I want to know what was going through Timothy Treadwell's head. Not, like specifically when a he bear died, claw was dude a bear claw and some teeth were going through his head at, at points mm-hmm. but it's like i don't know because it almost seemed like he just wanted to be there until a grizzly killed him right so it's like did he want to die that way what was his motivation because there are ways to protect animals without physically being there and i don't know right. how much protection he actually offered by being there yeah, it's or not like he was doing, like, a... there, like that scene where all of those uh, people are, like, you know, they're, like, throwing rocks at the grizzlies and stuff. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't go and stop them. He just, like, he just watches them and films them. And, like, well, yeah, what is he protecting them from? I don't, I don't know. And I, I love that whole thing where, you know, they're interviewing that guy and he's like, yeah, poachers aren't really a problem here. Like, we don't really have poachers, like... The grizzly bear population is under control. We're keep, we keep a close eye on it. And, you know, this movie was made almost 20 years ago. I don't know, or like 15 years ago. I don't know what mm-hmm. the grizzly bear population is up to now, but I found it interesting that most of the movie is him being like, I got to protect these grizzly bears, and then <laughs> cut to an interview where the guy's like, yeah, the grizzly bears are pretty well protected. Like, they're they're just chilling. He's like, yeah, they don't need this. Yeah. it's like it's cool that you're addicted to grizzly bears but like <laughs> you know you're not their savior like get off your high horse tim i think he kind of got a bit of a i don't know if it was quite a god complex but he definitely got a big head about his being able to live with the grizzly bears yeah absolutely yeah like there's that there's that whole bit at the end where he's like you come out here and try to camp like you're gonna die like, mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been doing this for years i'm smarter than you it's like all right well Probably. You're probably smarter about being around grizzly bears than I am, because I would just, <laughs> I'd probably just freeze in that situation. So you've got me there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Now I just want to, now, yeah, it's, again, inspired me to get back outside. I'm like, damn, I don't want to be in this city. I want to go, mm-hmm. I want to go live amongst the wolves. That'd be better yeah, get for some me. nature. Hell yeah. For real. Did, uh. Did Jersey watch this with you, or did you watch this solo? She did watch it with me. Well, what did she think? She thought that 
Timothy Treadwell was bonkers. Not bonkers, like, because she relates to it. She's also an actor. She's also getting urges to go out into nature right now with, like, the desire to backpack and go see more yeah. just nature. So she was like, I get how you could snap and take it that far. Because, like, Timothy Treadwell was a failed actor right? at his core. And then he was like, well, screw it. I'll go protect these bears. I don't remember the story. What was the... Do you remember what sparked him to start doing this? I don't think it ever says, like, that there was a a moment. Like, I don't think it touched on that. It just, like, talked about him loving animals when he was young and then mm-hmm. not being able to, like, hitting rock bottom when he didn't get the, get the role job on, on Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I didn't really say anything about, I don't think so anyway, about when he, like, changed his, you know, decided that that was going to be his life's mission. But also, mm-hmm. like, what I, okay, 13 years, like, that's insane. And he shot over 100 hours of footage over that time, which is mm-hmm. a lot. But my question is, why didn't he just make a movie? Like, he could have made a really amazing, captivating movie. Probably not as good as the movie that Werner Herzog made. But, like, you know, with his first 10 years of expeditions, he could have made something really crazy. And, like, that could have been his thing. Like, that could have been the thing that turned his life around. And I guess he didn't he want so that. so much great footage. Really amazing stuff. And, like, yeah, I mean, I, I love how much of this movie shows like his outtakes, you know, like the mm-hmm. him doing things over again and like the stuff that he would have never edited into anything. But like, what was he doing with all that footage? If I mean, other than just showing it to kids, like, yeah, I don't know. Like he clearly was, if not a talented filmmaker, a very, very brave one. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think there's some lost potential there, but you know, he wanted to go protect them. Grizzles can't blame him. Can't blame him. They're majestic and very scary. But yeah, I do find this movie inspiring on several levels, especially the the Herzog level of it where he's mm. he's inspired himself. Like you can you can tell that he was drawn to to this story and like had to make something out of it. And I haven't seen a ton of Werner Herzog movies. I've probably seen 3 of them, and this is the only of his documentaries I've seen. So I don't I don't know like where it ranks. But it's a really famous one. Like, people talk about this movie a lot as being, like, you know, if you look up best documentaries, like, you're going to get some grizzly mans on that list. And it really is. And it wouldn't have been if Timothy Treadwell weren't such a interesting character. And if he, if he had just shot these bears, you know, like, just gotten footage of them and the foxes and whatever, like, that's really cool. And, you know, that's some... Um, bbc level cinematography that wouldn't be around for another 10 years or whatever but because he puts himself in his story it it makes it so much more interesting and um i don't know i love that about it and i think it's (laughs) just to show that you don't need a whole lot to make a movie like you can you can make a movie on your own if you've got the right (laughs) the right personality for it yeah, I mean, in another life, I think Timothy Treadwell would have made a very good nature documentarian. Yeah, it's a bummer that he didn't go that route, you know. But he just wanted to live with the bears. He wanted to be a bear. 
Animals rule. Fuck the National Park Service or whatever he says. Look, I get that. Well, I don't know. I, I get fuck the government. I think the National Park Service does a pretty good job. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're they're pretty chill. I, in fact, my favorite thing that they've ever done is ban the flight of drones in national parks. I think that's a that is good. Such an excellent decision. There's nothing more annoying than like a you know enjoying a beautiful landscape and then just hearing a distant. Bzzz. Mm. That's the I worst. Agree with that. Yeah. I'm just so fascinated by Timothy Treadwell as a person. Right, absolutely. Because he he failed out of Hollywood. Uh, he didn't even fail. He got a good audition run for one show, and it didn't go his way. And that broke him. And to hear his friends talk about it, he kind of reinvented himself with this whole new persona. Oh, yeah, that's so strange. I wanted to hear more about that. Where he developed this like very light affectation to his speech. Yeah, they said that he had an accent and that he was saying that he was adopted from Australia and like mm-hmm. yeah, like that that one actor dude that they interviewed didn't know that that was a lie. Like how it wh- why, you know, what was his whole what was he going for with that? And my question is is his voice in the tapes like when he's in Alaska, is that his real voice or was he doing like a weird accent there? Uh the way it sounded to me was that he I think that's the accent that he had started putting on. And then he just did it for years and years and years, and that just became his standard speaking voice. Maybe. That's really interesting. That's how it seemed to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think what I found really interesting about it is that he was addicted to alcohol and drugs, mm-hmm. and the way that he overcame that was to become addicted to bears. And, like, if you're going to be addicted to anything, bears are better than drugs and alcohol, I guess. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Nice one. Good stuff. That's what they say. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I also really related to uh, when he was crying about how much he loves his Fox friends. That like mm-hmm. almost brought a tear to my eye. I was like, I get that, Timothy. Like sometimes I look at my dog and I'm just like holding his his head in my hands, and I'm like, I just love you so much, I could cry, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't. I didn't. I haven't made a movie about that yet. So. Well, someday. Someday, maybe. Yeah, well, what would you rate this one? What I ra- oh, I got a letterboxed. Did you? Okay, all right. What's your name? I gotta go follow you right now. Well, I downloaded. I don't know if I actually started one you yet. You didn't I even make an account yet. Well, I haven't had anything new to rate, except for Grizzly Man. Yeah, I'll make an account right after this, and I'll tell you. No, no, no. I don't want to know. We can. You can tell me next week. Well, I was gonna say next week. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Then yes, you can do. Don't that. get. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> choked on my margarita. All right. What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal? Yep. All time? Yeah, like what's your spirit animal? I guess those are two different questions, but like if you had to be an animal, what would you... Nah, what's your favorite? Just what's your favorite? Okay, well, I'm going to answer both. Yeah. It might be the same. Favorite animal? Probably be... I don't know if I can pick one, but big cats. Okay, like tigers, uh, tigers, lions. lions, yeah. Cougars, uh, panthers. Cougars, cougars are more of a medium-sized cat, but I okay. throw them in are there. They? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know the size differentials between all of them. A cougar's like a. You gotta okay. I'm gonna. I think it's about a. You gotta pick one. Maybe sixty. I gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. You can't just say big cats. That's like me saying I like mammals. Like, come on. I, it's. I mean, it's more specific. Yeah, but not than much. Mammals, because Only all big bit. cats are mammals. All right, I like fish. Like, come on. 
I mean, you could say bony fish. Come on, pick one. Um, tigers. I'm going to say tigers. Good choice. Tigers are far superior, in my opinion. And my spirit animal is just a house cat. Yeah, I can see that. Just That's hanging out. Yeah. Enjoying the sun. So, coincidentally, I used to think mm. that my spirit animal was a fox. No. Oh. But I don't think that anymore. I thought that because there was a fox that used to live by my house. And every time I'd be driving home from, like, soccer practice or whatever, and I would think about this fox, it would suddenly dart out in front of my car in the middle of the road. And I'd have to, like, swerve. One time I swerved, and it was snowy, and I, like, went into a ditch because of this fox. And I was like, this fox, this specific fox must be my spirit animal. But then I talked to some of my neighbors. It seems more like it was trying to kill you. It might have been, yeah. Um, but then I talked to some of my neighbors, and they were like, no, like we've all seen this fox. Like there's a, It's a mama <laughs> fox. And there's, I was like, all right, so maybe it's not my spirit animal. But it's a, it's a big, cool one anyway. Um, my favorite animal is probably the three-toed sloth. I just think they're so mm, cool. Lazy. They're so, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be a sloth necessarily. Well, mm, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, they're kind of like covered in moss and mold and shit, but... They do occasionally grab their own arm, thinking it's a branch, and, and they fall to their death. Plummet to their so. death. Yes, they do. But they're so cool. I love like uh, I love watching videos of sloths trying to cross the road, and people pick them up, and they just like are all sprawled out. Like that's some of my favorite stuff ever. If I'm remembering correctly, I've also heard that they have to descend from the tree to mm-hmm. use the restroom. Yeah. And they also are incredibly susceptible to predators. It takes them all at that day. Time. It takes them all day to go down the tree and like piss or whatever, and then it takes them all day to climb back up the tree. And then by the time Such they an inconvenient life, right? And then by the time they've like filled up on eucalyptus or whatever they eat, they have to do it again. They go back down. It's just like a constant cycle of them just like going up, eating, going down, pissing, going back up. Like it just never ends. <laughs> and your spirit animal? Well, I don't know. I th- I guess I thought that it was a fox, but if I hmm, if I really had to. Man, I don't know. I can't say grizzly bear because I don't don't think that's true anyway. I don't know. That's a tough one. Maybe it is a sloth. I am pretty lazy. I do. I do enjoy taking my time with things. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'd be something more more boring, like a raccoon. Like I, I think I could probably (laughs) a raccoon would probably be a good fit for me, honestly. Raccoons aren't boring. I was camping once, and I saw that. Well, I did see, but we heard rustling behind us as we were making s'mores, and we turn around, and there's a raccoon doing full splits with its hind leg between two trees, holding our bag of marshmallows No way! in one of his hands, and we it, we made eye contact with it, and then it just dropped the marshmallows and ran off. That's the coolest story I have ever heard. It was pretty wild. That's amazing. And we kept hearing him circle the camp because he really wanted those marshmallows yeah, back. Yeah, man, you should have given him some, at least a few. Wow. Uh, they say don't do that. Yeah, it's probably so not that they don't become reliant on humans, but I don't know. Raccoons are going to raccoon, you know. They're going to find those marshmallows one way or another. That is true. That's a great story. One time I saw two porcupines climb up a tree and just hang out. And I didn't, I, I mean, now I know that porcupines climb trees and they, like you know, vibe up there or whatever. But at the time, I didn't know that a porcupine could climb a tree. And seeing two of them up there was pretty astounding. That was a big revelation moment for me. 
Yeah, I never heard that they could do that. Yeah, so that would have freaked me out too. It was crazy. Yeah, it was really insane. We like looked up and they're just they're big too. You know, they're like they're like big guys. But yeah, I think like a, a raccoon maybe. Like I, you know, they um they like you know love to eat, which is mm-hmm. true with me. They're they are they're lazy too. I mean they like they're smart and that they'll like go find food, but like they'll go to the dumpster or whatever. Yeah, like they find Have the you ever easy. Wondered stops. what they're supposed to eat. Because I've only ever seen a raccoon trying to eat people right. food. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, what's their natural diet? Probably, like, plants and bugs and maybe maybe some, like, maybe small some critters. Fish. Yeah, fish maybe if they can. Oh, man. But they got those tiny hands. How are they catching anything, you know? I don't know. Like, how are they? They're not getting chipmunks, right? They, I mean, they got. I can't imagine they're getting chipmunks. Hold on. I've never seen it happen. Uh, but that's because I've only seen them dumpster diving. Which is thrifty, you know? If you can dumpster dive healthily, that's a good way to get your food. Yeah, it says they're omnivores, so they eat fruits, berries, nuts, fish, frogs, mussels, crayfish, insects, turtles, mice, rabbits, muskrats, and bird eggs. So, yeah, they literally Mm. will just eat whatever they can get their hands on, which... Bird eggs make sense. I relate to. They climb the tree and they pilfer the nest. Right, that seems like it's probably... very on brand. That's got to be a heavy part of their diet. That and the nuts and berries and whatnot yeah you know the more i think about it i'm probably deep down i i you know if you believe in reincarnation i would imagine that i was at one point a raccoon so nice you ever see that video of a raccoon trying to wash its cotton candy that's the saddest thing i've ever seen in my life it's heartbreaking that's really really sad oh man yeah ah speaking of animal videos though, there's a really good video of Werner herzog talking about penguins we did watch that on your recommendation. Oh, nice. I, did, I couldn't remember if I talked to you about that. That's Isn't also, it, it's very funny, but it's also so sad. It's really sad, but it's like a great movie itself, right? Like, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's like the penguin just starts marching towards the mountain, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, should we go get it? And it's like, even if we did, we could take it back to the nest, and it would just run off to the mountain again. Yeah. I was like, it's gonna, it's going to die up, up there. Mm. That's such a funny video. I don't know what it's That's from, funny, though. I've never looked tragic. into it. Yeah, I just Mm-mm. said. I don't know if it's, like, part of a larger movie or something. If it was, like, like before Morgan Freeman got hired, they hired Werner Herzog to do March of the Penguins or something. I also watched an interview about that. About the Penguins? About him making that one. And it sounded like, the only information I really got was that it sounded like it came out after March of the Penguins. Okay. Yeah, Penguins were, like, a big craze for a while. Do you remember that? I remember Happy Feet. Yeah, Happy Feet. Happy Feet 2? Yep. There was another one, not another Happy Feet movie, but another Penguin cartoon movie, but I don't know what that was called. I don't even, I so I wasn't even meaning like the movies, because yeah, there was Happy Feet, Happy Feet 2, which are great movies, but there was like, penguins were like a real big fad for a while. Like you could find penguin themed merchandise or like stuff anywhere you went. Like I had friends who had like, you know penguin t-shirts or like penguin earrings or like whatever and i'm like what is this why are like like with uh with you know how bacon was really trendy for a while or mustaches it was like one of those things which is so strange the classic three trends of america bacon's mustache penguins yeah they're the ones that immediately come to mind when i think of really (laughs) dumb trends that have happened in my lifetime bacon did get popular for t-shirts and stuff for a yeah long time. and like you know yeah same thing with like the the handlebar like the curly mustache like it was all over the place like people had it on their wallet and stuff and like stickers and i'm like just grow a mustache like what you know 
I guess not everyone has that luxury. Not everyone can grow a mustache. You can try, though. Not everyone's so blessed as you or me. It's true. To have these amazing upper lip follicles. Yeah, I grow, I can grow a pretty sick mustache. I have a problem. I think the the left side here is a little thinner than the right side. Or maybe, maybe it's vice versa. Maybe the right side is thinner. It's really frustrating, though. Well, one side's thinner. And if you see... Uh, asymmetrically mustached man walking down the street that just might be reese so could be say hello but don't don't point out my bad mustache because i will be upset about it yeah say you recognized him from somewhere else yeah that's a touchy subject yeah it's, it's good to be polite that's yes. today's lesson of the day <laughs> absolutely uh well i wrote down i had a few other questions to ask you actually really Go just for one it. it's split in two either what's your favorite place to visit like what okay so two questions i guess what's your favorite place you've ever visited in nature you know on theme for the movie mm. and where's somewhere that you really want to go hmm. are you are you like a outdoorsy person i guess i you, am yeah okay both my parents are outdoors folk they both work for the forest service oh that's cool for all of their career that's really cool so we go camping quite a bit it's just hard because i have many natural places i've been give me a few many i'd like to go to okay let's see top three it's been a very long time and it could also count as one i'd like to go to yellowstone oh yeah yellowstone i think the last time i went there i was 11 uh so that's one of my favorite places yosemite is one of my favorite places to go absolutely um and then i can't really pick a specific place but just hawaii Mm. my family likes to go there every once in a while how many times have you been to hawaii i'm 25 they go about every two to three years divide that probably privilege bro privilege eight (laughs) wow i know no that's awesome i feel bad about it no that's really cool we don't feel that bad about it. no you shouldn't that's amazing i've never been to hawaii i've always wanted to go but you know we used to you know, growing up in Tennessee, we would go to, like, the Gulf of Mexico and, like, Florida and stuff a lot, which is, like, really cool for some people. But, like, you just got to go to Hawaii, which is, like, super cool. Yeah, I got to go so many times. Ah, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. So where are some places you want to visit? Places I want to visit. Uh, I've technically been to this place, but I think I was a very young child, so I don't really have any memories. I would like to go to Arches National Park. Yeah, that's dope. Denali in Alaska. Absolutely. Never been up there. And to give a third one there's a lot oh zion national park yeah yeah you're like not that far away from utah right i mean it's i'm not there's not a lot of states between me and utah there's a lot of open space though yeah (laughs) how many hours would it take you to get to to zion or arches because they're pretty close to each other let me look it up zion national park directions please East Entrance Ranger Station. That's where we'll go. Yep. That's 10 hours. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a pretty big trip. So that's, that's more than a day trip. Yeah, it's doable. I mean, you make like a week out of it. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think you should do it. That'd be really fun. We had a lot of fun when we did our whole Utah thing. We, did, um, we didn't hit all of the parks. I know we missed out on Canyonlands, and we only spent like a day or two in some of these other ones. But we went to Capitol Reef, I think was our first stop. And we did Bryce Canyon, which was amazing. We did Arches. This is, here's here's my trivia fact for the episode. Yes. It's not related to the movie at all. Okay. But my brother was named after Bryce Canyon. Oh, nice. His name's His Canyon? Name, 
canyon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> no, obviously it's Bryce. Yeah. I said that already. I'm sorry I lied to you, <laughs> and I'm sorry I lied to the people. No, it's funny. But yeah, Bryce Canyon's really cool, and I, I liked um, Arches and Zion were both really cool too. I think that's all we we hit those four. I think, but at some point, you know, you're driving through Utah, you're going to all these different parks, and it's like, all right, it's just a bunch of rocks just shaped differently, and it's like, a lot of very pretty rocks. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I'm just kidding. It was fun. Did you go to Zion? Yeah, we did. We we did a a small thing in Zion, and then we did like a few hikes and arches. You know, we went to Delicate Arch mm-hmm. and. A few other things. We were so this. This is also part of that same trip when we went to Tetons and Yellowstone mm-hmm. and Glacier and stuff. And it was uh, it was in 2016. We were on the we were driving around for like six weeks. I spent all of my money. Like literally, I got back to Pittsburgh and had zero dollars, and luckily found a job like right away. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, but that was a a really great trip. We got like a little taste of each park not we didn't go to all of them but we hit like 22 national parks on that trip and i would say that my my favorite one uh my favorite ones really loved grand teton i thought it was incredible which like so many people that i know who have gone to yellowstone don't go to grand teton and it's like literally 20 minutes south like it it takes maybe an hour if i'm you know i guess i don't totally remember how long it takes but it's like right there and it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's just a very uh, underappreciated park, but it's really, really cool. So that was an amazing one. I love Glacier, but I think probably my fa- my favorite park that we went to was Olympic National Park. Okay. Really loved Olympic up in up in Washington. There's just, it's so diverse. You've got like the rainforest, you've got the mountains, you've got the ocean. Like it's so beautiful. And then places I want to go sometime. Um, I would love to check out like Ireland and Scotland. You know, I'd love to go check out like Loch Ness because I'm a big Nessie fan. I think that would be really cool. And then I've spent a little bit of time in Japan, and I would like to go back and see more of Japan. Like I'd like to go to Obviously. Kyoto and like see like Mount Fuji and all that stuff. That's like a big. I want to go in Japan. I'd like to go to Hokkaido. Oh yeah. And get the. I'd like to go there in winter. Get some skiing in. That'd be awesome. Do you ski? I ski so much. Really? Not so much now. But I've skied for a very long time. Nice. I learned when I was like two, and my parents would put me on like a little ski leash. That's awesome. And that's so I've I've skied so long I can't relate to people who don't know how to ski. Yeah, I've never done it. Uh, Jersey is learning, and she's pretty good. But like at the beginning, I was like, just turn, and she was like, how? And I was like, I don't know. You just do it. Use your legs. Use your lean i guess (laughs) now it is funny like i think people who grow up skiing it's like a it's like a big thing like i I had friends especially you know where jersey and i grew up it's like there was a lot of skiing to be done there but by the time i moved there it's the last thing i wanted to do like i was already pissed Mm -hmm. about living in the north (laughs) and being cold all the time and i was like i'm not going to subject myself to getting snow in my socks like no thank you (laughs) So I just never went. I never went skiing. I uh, never really went snowboarding. Um, but I'd like to at some point, obviously. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I I do feel like it's really I – I I don't want to be that, that loser on, like, the bunny slopes going, all right, pizza, French fry, pizza, French like, – I don't, I don't know. That's how you learn, though. I know, I know. But it's, like, kind of embarrassing at this age. I do also snowboard quite a bit do you prefer skiing i know there's like some rivalry i do prefer skiing that's my 
that's what I learned on. I didn't really start snowboarding until... I didn't start snowboarding in earnest until I was about 22. Okay. And I picked that up so that I could... that So that when Jersey and I went to the mountain, we could have the same level of experience. Nice. I bet, like, once you're... If you're, like, a proficient skier, I can't imagine it's, like, a huge jump to snowboarding. Is it? It is the complete opposite. Really? Just the way you hold your balance. Interesting. So, I think when you switch from skiing to snowboarding, you're at a bit of a disadvantage over someone who's never done either. Okay. But once you get it, I think there's a bigger starting hurdle to overcome. But once you get it, I do think you get better faster. Yeah. I wonder... I've, I've like, been skateboarding my entire life. Like, I'm not... Well, <laughs> okay. I, I say that. I... I've never done a kickflip, but I've always owned a skateboard and I've always just ridden it around places. So, like, I've always wondered, like, I wonder if, like, snowboarding or surfing wouldn't be so bad. And I know they're different, so it probably would be awful, but I'd I'd probably be more inclined to try give snowboarding a shot rather than skiing. Yeah. But I'd like to, I know that, like, (laughs) snowboarding is, like, the lesser art form. (laughs) It's so people say. Not any less. There's, especially on, like, ski movies, there's, like, this built up rivalry every time yeah. and there are some shitty older folks from a certain generation who will be like snowboarders ruin mountains because they uh ruin more fresh snow because their <laughs> boards are wider thicker, so when yeah. they go down <laughs> they leave like this ugly path oh it's like God. hey fuck you just yeah, let people real. have fun what was that was it um was it johnny tsunami did you ever see that johnny tsunami followed by johnny kapahala back on board where he goes back to hawaii and learns to dirt board i guess they called it oh yeah oh my god i remember that one wow but yeah that's where i learned i was like we ski on this side of the mountain the snowboarders use the other side of the mountain like this losers there's no mountain that does that yeah right i got some that's some weird coded racist bullshit yeah for real like, um, we're wealthy, so we ski. <laughs> and look, he's the he's the coolest guy on the snowboard team, and he's black. So <laughs> we don't want to be involved with that. Uh, Disney Channel movies, what a trip. But then Johnny Kapahala, uh, colloquially known as Johnny Tsunami, he goes to the private school with all the white people, but he still chooses to snowboard? I don't know, that's, that's crossing boundaries. Breaking new ground. <laughs> Yeah, that movie was revolutionary, I guess, for its time. (laughs) All right, man, well, what do you got for me next week? Next week, it's time for us to watch the 1995 classic Mortal Kombat. No way. Yes, sir. You're going to make me watch that for real? You must watch it. (sighs) Is it combat with a C or with a K? Oh, it's combat with a K. I know. I knew the answer. I was just joking. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, before we get into that, or part ways, do you do you like do you like this movie? Is this movie good, or is it like one of those movies that's like really bad and you just like? Ugh. This is a movie that I haven't actually seen all that much. Okay. It's not gonna be my first time seeing it, but it's been so long that when I come in next week, it'll basically be my first impressions. So this is like a childhood favorite, perhaps. This isn't even one that like. I was all that into. I know it has like a cult following, so it can't be that bad. It's, I think it's a movie 
that people it got bad reviews in its time, but since then people have warmed up to it. Okay. So this time we're gonna find out together. All right. Yeah, we'll see how it is. And of course, we're watching this in celebration of the new 2021 Mortal Kombat coming out. Should be the same week this comes out. Oh, is this is that I'm... like a uh, HBO Max thing? I assume it is an HBO Max thing. I need to get HBO Max. Coming out April 16th. I think this should come out April 11th. All right. Well, good. We'll get that. It's going to be perfect. We're going to make it work. So it'll be, I think it's going to, it's going to be timely. And it's going to be hot. Nice. We'll get those views or those listens. Yeah. You're going to view us with your ears. Yeah. And we appreciate it. Hell yeah. Well, I guess that's about it. I don't have anything else to say about Grizzly Man other than it's a fantastically dark and sad movie. Timothy... Treadwell is a weirdly compelling man. Rest in peace. Character. Mm. And I, I don't know. Black bears are just big raccoons. <laughs> That's what we've learned this week, basically. That's what, be polite. Timothy Treadwell. Black bears are raccoons. Snowboarders and skiers are equal. Only. Yeah. And if anyone tells you otherwise, say, hey, I don't need your. Get that Johnny bullshit. Tsunami shit out of here. Yeah. Ski movies really had a time in, like, the 80s and 90s. Yeah, everything did. I don't know. Wow. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, come back next week. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Grumpy Penguin. Dashing Agent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much, y'all. Yeah, we'll see you next week. And, Reese, I'll see you next week. Hell yeah, man. Good talking to you. All right, bye. Bye.